Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my God, Mr. Deep Voice announcer. You can just turn. Well. You can turn your body. I will attempt to rotate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to um, the first episode of the Valleycast Remote Quarantine well, actually, this one's not remote. I'm just still in dynamic banter mode. Dynamic banter is remote. Welcome to the Valleycast Quarantine Edition. Cabin Fever Edition. Cabin Fever Edition. That's great. Valley Floke. How on brand. Oh, hi. Yeah, you sounded a little quiet. You have a little space if you need to. No, no, no. That's fine. It was oh. fine where it was. Oh. Um, <laughs> So basically what's going on right now is is it's me, Steve Zaragoza of the Valley Folk. Ho 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 And Are Al- you DMX? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and Alana Ficus is here, my girlfriend, and basically what we're doing is is we are each Valley Folk member is taking home the Zoom recorder after a thorough scrubbing. <laughs> And two microphones, or more, and we're going to be recording episodes of the Valleycast from our respective quarantined homes. So this first one comes to you from my apartment, and it's going to be me and Alana. Aloha. Oh, then now I'm loud. No, you're good. Oh, okay. Haha. It's very funny. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, we're we're gonna be recording. So Joe Joe is gonna do one with like Heather and maybe his family, <laughs> which sounds like madness to me. And then Elliot's gonna do one with Grace, hopefully, and that's the plan. And then we're gonna do like a Skype one where we where someone or more are going to be skyping in, and um, we're just trying to do our part and be responsible during these trying times. Yeah. But it's just safer to kind of just quarantine yourself and it's safer to kind of stay away from other people. They say stay at least six feet away from people um, because the virus known as COVID-19 is uh, airborne, is an airborne virus as far as they know. And so it's very easy to just get it from just being in the same vicinity with someone. It'll just float on droplets in the air or some shit. Steve, I got an idea. What if we maybe don't talk about this stuff just making us scared? Um, I mean, you know, we got to talk a little bit about it because it's the reason why we're doing it, doing it this way. We're doing the podcast this way. I mean, it won't make it the whole topic of the show, but it's hard. It. it's just hard to not like at least bring it up right now because things are strange and people are you know stuck in their homes yeah i'm um, not saying don't bring up quarantine i'm just i'm I feel just like everybody knows how the virus is spreading maybe and, we're being and maybe safe. not maybe oh, some people okay. don't know I but can... i mean look i'm not an authority on this stuff i just wanted to mention very quickly why we're all not in the same room and alana and i live together so alana is here I'm here. Um, and so we're <laughs> going to do this kind of like girlfriend, boyfriend, relationship version of the Valley cast. Hi. So anyway, Alana, you were on the last episode of the Valley cast. You're like a fucking honorary, honorary Valley cast host now. <laughs> I'm a fucking honorary Valley cast. <laughs> 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 Hi. So does Um, 
So anyway, welcome to the Valleycast. And so, uh, let's see, any housekeeping? We're still trucking along with um, your show. We're on week two mm-hmm. After of, the of your show. And right now it is Thursday, and this comes out Monday. So you've gotten the rest of the weekend of content. There was a wonderful Super Fight video that went up. Uh, on Friday, and I believe you got another one on Saturday, part one and two, back to back. <gasps> yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming, and um, there's you know more weekly Your Show episodes coming starting today, Monday, if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to start rolling in some guests. We had my friend Diane Hutton, who um, is a friend of mine. I've known her for quite a while. She's on an episode. And I believe we got Kib. Clayton from uh, the Sugar Pine Boys, and we got Malcolm in there. Then we got Sarah Whittle. Dang, you guys got a lot. Yeah, we got a lot of guests. And you shot all that already? Oh, yeah. We wow. Tr- we shot so much. I was going to say you're well aligned for this I incident in humanity. You guys have so much content prepared that you can no longer shoot currently. I, I'm feeling pretty proud of the fact that we really did shoot a lot of stuff and that that universal timing is in your favor like i don't want i don't want to misquote joe but joe and i were talking this morning and i believe we have two full months (gasps) of content wow i think that's that's where we're at i don't know if that should be talked about because you know we'd like to have everyone have a feeling that we have s- tons of stuff always coming, but I think we have two months of content well, having, ready to go. As a content creating, first of all, you guys have probably, I think, doubled your content because the your show's gone nearly daily, so that's a substantial more amount of content to cre- you need right. to create now. But right. there's also space for fresh stuff to happen all the time. I know from just observing, you guys will have an idea and just like... Oh yeah. Pump it out and replace this Saturday with that thing or whatever. Yeah, Joe wrote a sketch that really takes advantage of our isolation. Yeah. And could really work in a fun way. And and Joe and I were just brainstorming. I mean, the thing is is like for me I when I am left to my own devices, when I'm left alone, it's really hard for me to like be motivated to like make something. Mm. I I really work well with like a group or like with at least another person, you know? Yeah. And it's like the second Joe and I opened up a channel of like creativity, I started, the ideas just started pouring out. So, you know, again, we're unable to all be in the same place together and we've officially shut down the Valley Folk office. We put out a, an announcement of that on socials and such. And uh, Elliot wrote a wonderful State of the Valley piece on our patreon for those of you that are patrons you can read that and if you're not a patron i don't know if that was a public post but we post things on the patreon i've been posting a lot of lenses that's kind of like patreon's um story instagram stories oh yeah and i've been posting these little in fact we're gonna hop into that in just a second because i posted a a video just before recording asking people if they had any topics they wanted us to talk about. Yeah. Not that there's any shortage of things to talk about because I, there's a lot I want to talk about. And we'll probably talk a little bit about all this stuff and then we'll get to your guys' topic suggestions. But, um, well, to finish yeah, what you were we, saying, I really, I really do. Um, there's really so much 
to do even while we're isolated there's content that we can be creating while we're here isolated on our in our on our own and and if we're feeling courageous enough and if we're following the rules of staying away from each other we might be able to do something with one or two people but it's a little risky but um but yeah the content shouldn't stop but it's it certainly will get to a point where we've we've gone through i mean hopefully it doesn't last too much longer than a couple of months or whatever yeah yeah um as far as the you know the countrywide worldwide kind of pandemic quarantining kind of thing goes but uh we will get to a point where it'll seem like we've gotten through the vast majority of like pre-produced things like your shows and such. Mm-hmm. And if we get to or the end of our productions of your shows and we don't have new ones coming, then by then hopefully we'll have thought of something to do in kind of like, not instead of, but we could do like a Valley Folk light while we're kind of like still figuring oh this whole gosh. thing out. And just maybe it's Valley casts and like a couple of videos here and there from like quarantine or maybe there's like old footage. Like I know I still, I've talked about this before, but I have like an entire Comic-Con out yonder <laughs> that I did with Brett Register when Brett and I went to Comic-Con together. Um, and uh, that that uh, is a piece of content. And I've got this Jumanji out yonder that I'm working on. And I've got, you know, we've got a bunch of other things. And I've been streaming. And I'm, I hope some of you came to see the Animal Crossing stream. That hasn't happened yet. But, uh, well, as hasn't we record Hasn't happened yet this, as we record, right. But it has happened uh, by the time you guys are listening to this. And in fact, I guess if you guys enjoyed it and if I enjoyed it and if it was a fun time, maybe we'll do more, you know, cause it is, I love animal crossing and we should talk about it in a second. Cause Alana you know, knows nothing about it. We should crossing. talk more about things that we want to know how we felt about them. That'll happen in the future. <laughs> right. Like, cause like maybe in a few days, something really cool will happen and maybe I'll really love it. Well, Anthony Carboni and I have started doing this, like hopefully weekly, uh, movie watch party stream type thing and we're, yeah. we we did one this past Tuesday we watched Cats because Cats. it just came out on digital and Alana was there and Kaylee Bray was there and Kaylee Bray is uh, a great DM GM DM uh, meaning dungeon master dungeon master game master whatever mm-hmm. you for know. those of you who are like me and don't know what that means she's a uh, she's basically <laughs> like a curator of like Dungeons and Dragons uh storylines and such she's a dm and uh she's a creative little baby she's very creative and she's great and very fun and she watched cats with us and she's actually the dm of our cats rpg that we keep talking about that is also coming out one of the many contents um we're talking about releasing that maybe a little earlier because things are being released earlier because people are home and they're hungry for content and such but we'll see what we can do we're working as fast as we can on a lot of this stuff, but uh, but yeah, so we we're we uh, we're doing these like Tuesday night movie watches on mm-hmm. his channel and uh, Twitch dot com or I'm sorry Twitch TV slash Anthony Carboni, and you could just check my socials if you want to just a link there. to that. Um, but anyway, yeah, and we don't know what we're watching this Tuesday, which is tomorrow for you guys listening to this. But if you want to come join, just check our socials, either mine at Steve Zaragoza or Anthony Carboni's at Anthony Carboni. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I guess that's all the housekeeping. 
patrons. Patrons. I still want you you to have that button. I just want to say a huge thank you to the patrons who are sticking with us and are really helping us through this. You know, Um, it's difficult and it's difficult for a lot of people. And it's hard to be like, give us money right now. Um, yeah, because it's a very hard time for everybody. Um, well, not everybody, but for a lot more people. It's a difficult time and for a lot of people. And there are a lot of people, people who yeah. need help as well. Yeah. Outside of your company. So it becomes hard. But. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's like we don't want to have to rely on Patreon for the entire lifetime of our company. Of course. I think everyone knows that. And I think we were on a really good trajectory initially. And then, you know, certain things occurred. Oh God. Excuse me. Oh God. Listen, it's a cough, not a sneeze. Okay. Uh, I think that was a sneeze. I have my sinuses. No, I'm saying COVID is a cough, not a sneeze. I th- I'm sure it's transmittable through a sneeze as well. Oh, you're saying as far as symptoms go. If you're worried about transmission from me, I've been kissing you all day. Oh, You've fuck, got I it. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Don't tell him we've been kissing all day. Too late. They don't, they don't need to know that information. But, um, yeah, the idea is, is not to rely on Patreon for our the future continuation of this company, but the sad fact of the matter is, is that we really are currently relying on the Patreon for that. And, um, we are doing the best that we can to, uh, look for outside revenues of, of, uh, financial help. And, uh, so far so good, but, (laughs) but we're not in a place where we can fully be like, we don't need the Patreon anymore. And I'd love to be able to do that, but right now isn't that time, and it's really difficult, and it's getting scary because we're heading deeper into this unknown of whatever's happening in the yeah. world. And um, you know, anyway. But I, but I just should... want to say that I really appreciate okay. everyone who is sticking by and helping us with whatever they can, and it really helps us all out, and it keeps Yay. the company going, and it keeps the lights on, and. Um, well, the lights don't matter. The right lights now. are off currently at the office, but you know we're still everyone's individual we're still, rents lights, right? Individual lights in in our homes that we're trying to <laughs> and the editors and whoever um, else. But anyway, uh, all right. Well, anyway, that's that's it. That's all. That's everything. That's all. That's all the housekeeping. Just a little gratitude and a little kisses. So, Alana, do you? If, if you have a topic, then we could just jump right into it. Otherwise, I can jump on the Patreon and see. I had a great topic last week, and I feel like I should have something equally great, but because that was such a big one, I don't really have one that I feel like could could even compare. So I would first want to hear what you got from Patreon. Okay, well, a lot of people have suggested suggested things. Ooh, 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 ooh. Jimmy Pastrami says- Oh, that makes me hungry. Guess the movie. What is that? Let me guess the movie. Oh, oh, that's what you're you're confused on. Guess the movie. Um, whoa! Like, what does that even mean? Are you gonna give us a something, or you want me to just <laughs> guess a movie? Well, Steve, uh, guess the movie. Die Hard. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Woo! I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew it was Die Hard, man. Genevieve Lemire. 
asks, will you both be playing the new Animal Crossing game together? And if so, what will your town name be and who are your favorite villagers? Fraggle Rock. Now, this is really tough because I got to say, as much as I love Animal Crossing, I'm not like... I don't know the names of all the fucking villagers and shit. And you, I know there's new villagers. You look me in the eyes when you say that and I have zero reaction. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I have played all of them and um, they're really fun. And it's just kind of like there's there's really it's not really a game. It's kind of just like a hangout. Yeah, it's like a chill little hangout. And also, like, I stayed really far away from spoilers and kind of like uh I didn't watch any of the Nintendo Directs or, or any of the stuff where they talked about what's in the game and all the new aspects of it. Like, I know that you can um, knock down structures and, like, build structures and, like, rearrange things. And I, I think that's really cool. That's the first time you've been able to do that in an Animal Crossing game. Like, destroy, like, create bridges and things like that. Um, but, I'm uh, you know, I I would love it if Alana would play you could create your own little character that lives in this town and like, cause I'm going to create this town. Right. And it just generates, No, I don't know. So when you start animal crossing, basically it just creates this town, this village. And in this one, it's a Island. Um, it doesn't used to be an Island. No, this is the first time it's going to be an Island. I believe well, that's incentive. I think before it was just like a village or somewhere. Oh, villages are boring. Let's do an Island. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I need to be Moana. If if I was making Animal Crossing by the sound of what you've been saying, I just want it to be the beginning of Moana. Where sh- the old lady is teaching the kid about the beach? Where there's a little baby who goes to the water all the time. Oh, yeah, you can do that. You and can be a little baby that goes to the a water. A jewel all the in time. the water that just is lovely. You can go fishing. No, you just can't a go jewel. Fishing. Just it's swimming nice. around. And you could dig around in the sand and find like. <laughs> fossils and like okay and then the fossil you could take the fossils to like the museum and you could like put them together and make like cool fossils of like dinosaurs you could put like dinosaur bones together or like creature bones together and have like your museum where you it sh- you can see all the stuff you've collected and stuff and then you can like decorate your home you can like add like furniture and you get you get new furniture from the villages villagers and like uh there are these like there's a caravan uh, that comes through every once in a while. And by the way, it's all very like current time based. So if you play in the morning, the island is like morning time. And if you play at night, the island is nighttime. And it also goes through seasons like there's summer, winter, everything in real time with where you are in the world. So when it's winter here, it's going to be winter in the game. And when it's summer, summer here, it'll be summer in the game. And then, like, special events happen. Like, there'll be, like... Like coronavirus? Yeah. Coronavirus day! And all the villagers go stay in their homes, and you can't go... <laughs> what if they made it a national holiday and people just isolated on that day? I don't day? think anyone wants to celebrate that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, but there's all sorts of cool shit. You and I can live on the same island together. So you can have, like, your own little house. Well, there's different can... islands. No, no, Well, there are different islands, yes. Like, it, um, let's say, uh, like, I know that... Um, Who's a friend that I know that is? Who's afraid is of the big bad wolf? Oh, like um, Elise Willems is mm-hmm. is getting Animal Crossing, I believe. I I forget who I keep talking to about it. I've talked to a lot of people about it, and they've all been like, "Share your friend code and stuff." But any everybody who has their own version of Animal Crossing gets their own island that's different from everybody else's island, okay. and you can visit that island. Oh, and let's say there's like. 
a peach tree that grows in Elise's island, and I don't have a peach tree on my island. I could visit Elise's island, get a peach, and bring it back to my island and bury it and then get a peach tree. <sighs> yeah, it's really simple, cutesy Japanese stuff like that. It's very cutesy. It's very, oh. like, safe and fun, and it's not violent, and it's not scary, and it's not... It's not like uh, there's not really much negativity mm. in the game. Like sometimes the villagers will be mad at you because you don't talk to them enough or you don't visit them enough or something. Wow. Yeah, and sometimes one they'll they'll develop little crushes on you and then you send them like love letters and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just like a. It's just it's like it's a better world than the one we're in, and it and it's like <laughs> a fun time. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make Alana play it. Like, even oh. if you're not really that interested in it, Alana, I'm gonna have you, like, we'll do a stream. Like, I'll do the stream where I'll just play for a few hours, and then it'll be fun. And then, like, the next stream will be, like, Alana sets up her yeah. Animal Crossing character, and you watch Alana play. You're putting so much pressure on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, What's your self... Oh, Aaron Wyland. What's your social security number? What's your social security number? <laughs> Aaron Wyland wants to know, what's your self-isolation routine with your partner and how are you avoiding boredom? Oh, easy. Can I say something for a second? Go for it. I love that everybody's talking about boredom as a thing during self-isolation. I have zero percent. I have never had boredom in such a situation. I was, I am definitely like a social person, but I do love my alone time. I'm an only child. I, with a single working mother I have always been by myself needing to make myself interesting and I suffer from crippling anxiety when I let it take control of me that I'm not doing enough when I'm just by myself like I it sounds do like you're not, motivated by a by something not I'm just saying I have healthy. the opposite of boredom boredom if I was ever gonna feel if I was gonna feel bored I can't even imagine that when I'm by myself, like I get boredom in groups of people, you know, yeah. and people just aren't, you just don't click with them. It's just very like a surface talk and you're just so not interested. I can oh, get yes. boredom in those situations really easily. And as somebody who hates boredom, like that's annoying. But I do my best a, to avoid those situations at all sure, costs but also, these, like, these can, days. Sure. I mean, especially right now, but there can be interesting people who have something that connects with even your best friend, but just not you. Like it doesn't mean they're not great people. They just... You know, you're not on the same page that month or whatever, sure, right? Sure. But when it comes to doing things alone, I have like a list of, I get a, annoyed. I'm like an anxious about how much I have that I want to do just by myself. Endless. Yeah. I've also yet to be bored at all during this. I think I could go a couple years and not be bored. But how long have you and I been quarantined? Uh, like, have you been keeping track of that at all? Well, I remember that Saturday I didn't go to ballet, and so I was going to. So must have started Monday. I mean, if you're count, no, that would mean Saturday. I didn't go to ballet. Oh, 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 yeah. Because Friday, what happened that Friday? Did you go to work Friday? I go I went to school. I was yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to school, son? I don't remember. I don't think so. I mean, I th I do think so. I think it would have started Saturday. Yeah, because Monday was going to be like a don't worry about coming in. And Tuesday right. we were going to shoot March Gladness. Did you? No. Oh. We decided that. I mean, I think it was Monday we decided nah. that we should not yeah. 
continue coming to the office. I mean, I still did. So stuff. I think we started our quarantine on Saturday. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, like we still went to the grocery store. I went to like five grocery stores one day, and I, I was gone for hours. I still recorded that podcast with Sarah on Sunday, and I did a dance practice, like yeah. a a one on one dance practice. So it was like me, my partner, and the instructor, small yeah. group. I still did that, like. I think we've been like strictly, I have not left the house now for like three or four days, four days. Because we went grocery shopping yeah, Monday. Yeah, and I, I had to run to the office a couple of times this week to go pick up like equipment and yeah. stuff. And and since I'll be streaming from home, I needed to grab like my PC and stuff like that. Anyway, it doesn't really feel like we're, like if a month it, goes I, by and we don't leave the house, okay, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, we haven't been like fully quarantined like we went to the grocery store yeah. we went to the office but it feels quite normal it's to been me. almost a week of not being in the office every day a week of the of the for me of the like the quarantine that we're calling quarantine kind of country wide at the moment and by the way when i when we're going to the grocery store or the office or whatever we're furiously washing our hands. We're doing everything we need to do. We're not lingering. We're not hanging out. We're like sure. doing what we got to do and we're getting the hell out of there. Like when I go to the office, we have that Lysol container that's like the disinfectant. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what I'm touching, I'm grabbing one of those and I'm wiping down whatever I touched. Damn, you're diligent. I'm just shit. doing the best that I can because I don't want to, you know, I mean, I don't want to bring it to the office. Right. Um. But... uh it's yeah, I guess it's been like a week almost. And you know, I it's there's really I mean, I live in a fucking Pee-wee's Playhouse in this apartment. There's like n there's so <laughs> many things to do on top of all the things that need to be done, like podcasts and editing and things like that. Yeah. So, I haven't really hit boredom yet. I still feel like I don't have enough time in the day to do all the creative things I'm trying to do. Yeah, the worst part is you hit that slump when you're like done and you're like spent and you don't feel like working because you're like, I just want to see my friends or I just want to go to the office and make shit or like mm -hmm. I just want to like, there's so many things I want to do, but it hasn't, the fatigue hasn't really sat in yet or set in yet. Mm -hmm. And I hope it doesn't. I reached the slump of like, oh, I need to eat. So I'm tired. Oh, maybe I need to eat something. My energy's low, but I, I don't quite have the slump of. I want to go see friends or I want to whatever yet. Ooh, how about this from Jesse Huckstep? Okay. What's the biggest change when you move in with your significant other? As, your personal space. Uh, sure. As <laughs> goes a, away. Yeah. How many significant others have you lived with, my Steve? Only two. I think I've lived with four. We're breaking up. <laughs> that's too many I think I've lived with four under all kinds of different and circumstances what were you doing all that time <laughs> <laughs> this just turns into like a total a you, were you making out with those people or what I'm not gonna tell you um, yeah your your personal space but I would say having lived with so many different people it's really different depending on the two of you like we can try to generalize obviously personal space sometimes is a thing, but it really depends on the two of you and how the two of you are. Yeah. Well, the, he just wants to know what the biggest change is. I really think it depends you on think the it two does of depend. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But if we were to pick something I mean, in that general, is general, I think it is personal space, we'll obviously personal space. And I think the hardest thing is, well, if habits, 
personal mm-hmm. habits are like a big change because it's like for me, you know, I'm a guy and oh I've got that whole thing where like my bathroom is like there's no organization. It's like I have I don't my even know that organization is the part that's the struggle. Right, but it's like what well, I'm talking about the struggle. <laughs> you leave that to yourself. Okay. You just save it for your podcast. But I'm just talking about like like you know, you have things that go in certain places. And for me, I don't really have like really I don't have like like designated places in my apartment for like designated things Mm -hmm. but like because it was my apartment like i knew where everything was it didn't matter it didn't matter but then like when someone moves in who's like who has places for things see i don't think that's male female at all well okay whatever sure whatever that is i've been in situations where i was the one who had less places for my things to live and more mess and the person i was with who was male was a lot more organized and had things tucked away in their spots proper it's just a matter of so you're comparing us now or (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) it's just it's really a matter of like because sometimes before you move in with someone it can even be partly because you guys have such a similar way of living that it just feels so natural to just live with them and i've had that oh my god they're after me (laughs) i'm actually glad you're not super organized oh thanks i mean i'm not terribly un- you're not terribly I, I say unorganized way. but like no I, I think of it this way i'm very organized i just don't have a problem with m- small amounts of mess not dirt dirtiness not okay and mess left too long can create dirt but mess small but amounts God of mess dirt and dirt don't hurt you <laughs> Small amounts of mess, I'm totally no problem with. I'm happy to be like, I've got four stacks of papers and I know what each of them are and I don't want them moved right now. Like, that's chill. I can live that way too. But as long as everything does have a home that it can live in, like, oh, great, we're going to tidy up today. Once yeah, a I week. just never care. Everything about has that. its home. Your things don't have a home. Always. I just, I mean, I, sort of, right? Like my, like my little accessories, like my. My Zoltar, my mini Zoltar, my big bird feather, like the, sure. the dick statue that mm-hmm. Whitney got me and the BB-8 Lego. Like they live there on this like mantle above the fireplace thing here. Sure. Like that's the place for those things. Like if BB-8 was somewhere else, I'd be like, oh, that guy's got to go back to the mantle. So like I have. I feel like we're opening a real can of worms here. It's we're just, too detailed it's right just now. That, like I have places for things. But definitely it's better to designate places for important things like batteries and like, you know, uh, toiletries and, and where you keep your food and, where and your plates And where the stack of posters should live for six <laughs> months. Yeah, yeah, those types of things. But the thing is, is like, I do have places for those things, but, you know, they're not really like good places. I'm going to 100% say we should just not get into it. Look, all I'm trying to say is, is that like, when you move in with someone, you like need to get you kind of have to get used to where that person wants to keep things and where you want to keep things and all of those things and those things could change and be like kind of a um a big change. Is learning that like you need to work together on where you keep like communal things. Like, you know, where these things should be, where those things should be. It's something that you ha- kind of have to work together on. And that's a new thing, I think, when you move in with someone. Mm, I guess. I, I just think 
I, I don't know that that's true all because the, if there's already a place for something, then it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's if there isn't ever, if there hasn't been a place, then it can be a problem because you're not the only one that needs to be able to access something. Right. But if there's already a place, it's not like when someone moves in, you have to change the place that you hold your batteries. You just they let them know where that is. And like, I'm sure they're fine with it. A lot of people know about this. I have a key collection. I love keys. <laughs> House keys, what? backyard keys, garage keys. I've got boxes and boxes of keys. And Alana was like, where do you keep all your keys? And I said, oh, and the key box. And then that was something that we really connected on together. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is one of those memes that hurts your head to try to read. Just that that whole thing ending that way, that story. Now we know where all our keys are. And now we know where the keys are. Where Alana's favorite keys are, where my favorite keys are. And whose key is which well, I can reach into my key box and pull out any key and know if it's your key or my key. Is it Mikey? Mikey. <laughs> okay, Nathan Gagne. This is a very fun question. And I would love to know the answer to this. It's it's, right. it's directed specifically start, to you. Let's start actually answering these instead of just well, jokes we did, I mean, around. some of them are kind of like vague. Like, what's the what's changes the most when you move in with a significant other? And you're right. It well, really depends I could say, on... I could say, I think the top three things that you can be general about that will change when you're... When you and someone else move in together are small habits, like... Farts, where you put your keys. <laughs> Truly, yeah. Like if maybe if somebody doesn't like farts, sure, farts can be a thing. Or like, do you wa- put your dishes straight in the dishwasher? Do you leave them in the sink? Do you leave them at the table? Like how the simple little things that you do. You could say like, do you put the toilet seat up or not? If it's like uh, guys involved in the relationship or if there's just a penis involved in the relationship. Where do you keep your dick dipping buckets? <laughs> so that's Because I keep them all over the place. And you guys know what dick dipping buckets are. You just <laughs> dip your dick in and it's a nice little, it's like washing your hands. Yeah. So there's one, the, the little things. The second one is like the timing patterns you both have. So... Like, I like to wake up at this time, do this around this time, have my relaxing time at this time, watch TV or movies around this time, or maybe once a week, or every day, or just in the weekends. Like, the timing of your lives. Like, I go to bed at 11 p.m., but my significant other always goes to bed at 2 a.m. Like, those little timing pattern I'm differences. I'm right now. No, I'm, there's, we have the almost the exact same timing. I think that's one that meshed really well between us. I just think no matter what you say right now, I'm going to take it personally. Yeah, but take it personally in a good way. I'm, I'm sorry. I need to cry now. Ah, oh, jeez. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, John Travolta. Ah, oh, jeez, Greece. Ah, oh, Delta Zim. How's everybody doing? I'm here for the Valley Fo- Valley Cast. Sorry, I almost said the Valley Folk, but I'm here for the Valley Cast. Oh, jeez. Because I'm here to talk about me undies. Oh, me undies. My goodness. I've got more money than than anybody else on the planet, and and I love me undies. It's the only underwear I wear. Ah, jeez. Why, why, why? But why? Why would you? Why would you need an undie membership? Why? Well, honestly, because it's fun. It's an easy way to give your future self a present each month. A membership with MeUndies is full of perks like site-wide savings, early access, Dazeem, free shipping, and new ridiculously soft 
undies delivered to your door each month. Me undies. Building your undie collection makes your adult life just a tad easier. More undies, less laundries. It's science. Undies. You've probably heard me undies are the softest undies to ever grace your nethers. That's because they're made with micromodal. That's right, they're made with micromodal. Hey, what the heck is that, you're asking, Sheila? Well, it's a magical, sustainable, soft-as-heck fabric made from trees. Yes, trees that makes your bits feel like they're floating on a cloud. jeez. Oh, they're designed to be the softest thing you ever put on your body and offered in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. You get it? Me undies doesn't just make undies. Oh no, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no, 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 no. You're the one that I want. They also have loungewear, which recently had a glow up. Check out their new line of styly micromodal loungewear that you can wear in and out of the house. They know you're on every podcast, but that's just because they're looking for true undie domination. Jeez, they won't stop till you try them. So just do it already, guys. MeUndies has a great offer for listeners of the Valley Cast. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping, Sheila. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. The wickedly soft micromodal me undies underwear dazim to get you 15% off your first order free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com/valley that's meundies.com/valley guys i wear these underwear on my body all day and i love them all right, back to the Valley cast. Oh, jeez, I hope you're loving it. Oh, jeez. Wait, and then the third one is what you said about personal space kind of stuff, like uh, knowing which stuff is yours versus theirs and being able to both have an equal presence in the house and access things and all that and work with each other on that. Those are the three main generals, I'd say. All right. Well, there's another question here that I think is very interesting for you. Oh my gosh, is it the Army Captain General? It is the Army Captain General. Nathan Geishning <laughs> asks, Alana, Uh-oh. has there ever been a moment where Steve has done something so weird that you had to question your life choices? I just smiled and I feel like you could hear the, the smile happen. Yeah. <laughs> I heard her smile. Oh, the grosses. Um, smile ASMR. Ready? I tried to make it extra juicy. Hang on. Let me turn. Let me boost me up a little bit. <laughs> Here's a smile for you guys. Listen. It's <laughs> gross. I hate it. All right. You got any? Um... 
it's really hard for something to be too weird for me. Yeah, because you're pretty weird yourself. Yes, and I'm very... I, I think open-minded isn't the right term. I just have experienced such unique assortment of things in life that I kind of don't believe that something is weird. I'm like, yeah, but have you been to this small village in this foreign country? Because that's totally normal, and that's kind of how my brain thinks. So there's that. But... Sometimes you'll do something that's so weird in a direction that is not my direction and it just won't be as funny to me. And in those moments, I'm like, oh, we're not aligned. But that's rare. Whoa. I've said it to you. I've been like, hey, not fun anymore. Like maybe 10 times since we've been together. Damn. It's usually just like if we're already doing something and you're still going on a tangent and I'm like, okay, but I want to uh, keep doing uh, the original uh, thing now. Oh, like, you went serious with The joke this. timing happened. What? Wasn't it a real question? I mean, sure. I think the weird <laughs> part was more geared towards having a, coming up with a fun. Oh, nothing's ever been too weird. No, no, no. Yeah. mm Yeah, because we're already pretty weird. Like, you're pretty weird. The reason why yeah. I think this works so well is because of how weird we both are. Oh. Wow. Like, I think that's one of the main reasons why this works so well. Because we can yeah. both be weird and just start chanting some shit, and then one oh, or the yeah. other will just join in on a chant, and we'll just be chant screaming some ridiculous shit. Like, the other day we were we watching- We chant every single day. Maybe three, four times every single day we chant something. We have this, like- Every single little, day. We have an inside joke right now about raisins. <laughs> And it's and it literally came from mishearing a meme video, <laughs> and then we started blaming each other for stealing wait, each wait. other's raisin. We were like, "Let's. T- this is a fun topic. <laughs> Let's talk about." Well, this. we don't have to get too into. The oh, specifics. I'm gonna tell. All it. right, go for it. We were in bed. It was in the morning well, this time. This is too intimate. We had for just me. woken up. Let me take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> and it the it's you know when whatever we're in bed and when you go to kiss each other or say hi to each other when you go to say good morning when you're with your girl and you're trying to kiss it oh it wasn't one of those for the record what i'm just talking about lips Uh uh-huh kiss it and uh we misheard this meme and it sounded like somebody said where's my raisin and i think it was me who started saying to you where's my raisin like you had stolen it and getting like joke angry yeah where did you put my raisin where's my raisin yeah and so now we have this thing wait wait, and i extended it moment yeah but then i extended it and i was like it's been gone all night you took it in the night when i was here we've also been watching lord of the rings and i think that's part of the raisin thing it feels kind of like a my precious moment but okay (laughs) (laughs) like where did you take it where's my raisin ben and the big reveal was steve responds by saying yeah, I took your raisin. Yeah. I had it all night. I was keeping it warm. Yeah, I was keeping it warm. And so now we can, to each other throughout the day, just talk about each other stealing our raisins yeah, in the night. Yeah, like randomly one or the other. Like a, today I said, <laughs> I can't find my raisin. And then you look and glaringly I look at you at like, <laughs> yeah, like where could it be? Did you take it again? Um, And it's great. Yep. <laughs> Steve's reading new prompts. Did I get too serious? It's kind of later in the day. Yeah. And I'm getting, I'm yes. falling. Have some goddamn fun with this, will you? Well, I guess I am just very introspective right now. Um, Mike Gu- Guinea. Mike New Guinea. Wants to know what sport or activity have you never played slash done that you would like to get involved in? 
I love learning different types of dances, and I have learned many, but I want to learn every single one. So all of those for me. I don't want to do any sports. You want to learn salsa with me. I've taken you to one I mean, lesson. But yeah, but I will do it because it sounds fun, and I that's what and, we, we and you'll learn have a, a lot of fun. For. But I don't really like dream of it. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. It's not like a dream of mine to be a salsa dancer or something. Like, I don't watch people salsa dance and go like, fuck, I want to do that so bad. Oh, I do. I just look at it and go like, okay, that looks cool. But it makes you so happy. And I want to do it with you. you. And I want to make you happy. And I think that's fun. And I think it is a fun thing. And it's like, what if I just learn how to salsa dance? That'd be kind of cool. I want to know how to like roller derby, roller Oh, yeah, that's not me. That would be cool. But the thing is, I like roller blades 10,000 times better than roller skates, and I can't imagine myself converting. I want to learn how to like play the piano. That's my thing. Yeah. I want to learn how to play the piano. Steve wants the instrument stuff, which is so I want to learn how to play the piano, and I want to learn how to like do a solo on, a, on an electric guitar. Whoa. I want to learn drums. I did a like a Kickstarter back. I was <gasps> a Kickstarter backer for, for this thing, the, these like electric guitars. They're like little mini electric guitars. And they're meant to like learn on, and it, there's like an iPhone app companion with it to like teach you how to play. And I'm all about like weird instruments and stuff. Like I love little toy instruments and things. And this yep. one really caught my attention. And it's coming in like April or something. And that's where I'm. My whole plan is to like really start to put time and effort into the electric guitar and have some fun with an electric guitar. That's great. Yeah, I love. It's that. not a sport, but I feel like there's so many things I want to do. My brain is just like spinning. Every kind of movement. Mm. Yoga stuff. What about like all the types softball of yoga? or volleyball or something? Nah, I tried them. You played volleyball? Yeah, I mean, didn't most people play? Maybe it's not volleyball specific, but you know when you're in PE in school, there's always those yeah. like basic sports they have. Tetherball. Yeah, coming from Hawaii, we had volleyball frequently. Not on the beach, but you know, outside. Did you ever play it on the beach? Yeah. Did you like it? I'm Daria. What does that mean? You know, Daria from the intro of the of the show Daria. The the cartoon? Yeah. What do you mean by your Daria? You're an introverted, in the, depressed no, in girl? In the intro to the show, Daria, when it's like, I don't remember the tune actually, <laughs> a volleyball like, or whatever. living in my head. Yes. Oh, I want to watch that so bad. I loved that show. That was one of my favorite shows in high school. Anyway, Daria. La, 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 la. Yes. Yeah. And then you can easily accidentally go into the Tom Green show from that. Oh, don't accident. This is the Tom Green. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. The the sound. Not the Green Tom show. This is my favorite show yeah. because it is my, my show. show. I can't sing it and laugh at the same time. <laughs> it's the Tom Green show. That was a great show. That in, that, that one we should watch more too. Bit. Both of those we should watch. Yeah. Okay, anyway, Daria in the intro of a ball bounces past her. She's in a, a school sports situation and it's like, Daria, get the ball kind of a thing. And she, it flies past her. And then like three seconds later, she puts her arm out to the side. Oh, okay. So you're not coordinated enough for a sport. Like I'm that. coordinated. I'm just, I, it doesn't make me excited and I'm scared and I'm bored. Like I would just be the kid looking at my nails. Like, how's this cool? Is there a sport you've seen though, where you're like, I want to do that. Like a sport. Like baseball, basketball, I mean, football, tennis, hockey. Everything related to dance. So like maybe 
like ice skating or something mm. I could do. But that, but I mean, if you're going to qualify ice skating as a sport, then you're going to qualify the type of dancing I do as a sport. Maybe not for the Olympics, but in general, like it's the same body movements and stuff. I can't think of one Olympic sport that I would want Ping to pong. do. Ping pong. Nope. <laughs> Just a guess. <laughs> no. You like your scooter. What if it was something like scootery? <laughs> you like your scooter. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like I'm a fucking nine year old boy. <laughs> you love your scooter. When was the last time I used a scooter? Your bird. You love birding. I know, but like, when was the last time I even did it? It's been months. Well, the brake on it broke, so that's the reason you haven't. Even done it. ones that are like out on the sidewalk and shit. Yeah, but like, I don't time... care about. I don't. I haven't been on one in like months. Okay, you can talk me out of it. Fine. I, if that's not you, that's not you. I'm just saying you, you've brought Maybe it up I could a lot. Do that like you a... like scootering. I brought it up a lot. Yeah. When I think about a date idea for us, I think is there an, an area that has plentiful scooters nearby? Oh man, I don't know if you are you thinking of the right person. It's me saying that? Yes, I don't know. Don't the make last me time. feel bad. Yes. I, I don't even remember the last time I mentioned a scooter. When we weren't in LA. The thing is, scooting in LA, doing those bird scooters in LA outside of the West Side is not convenient because the streets are very it's, aggressive yeah, and violent and it's streets. cold. Not crazy cold, obviously, but like it's just not super comfortable, exciting to be well, on a there scooter. Isn't, there aren't like bike lanes. There here. aren't bike lanes, and there are a lot of like. And you're not supposed to ride on the sidewalk. And there are new bike lanes that like cars are not really I allowing mean, you I'm to gonna, be in. If yet. I'm going to be completely honest with you, when I first got that, like a year ago, you were scared. No, no, oh. I was so into it for like five months, mm -hmm. maybe, mm -hmm. and then I was like. Too dangerous, too dangerous to fuck. Cause like I hurt Cause myself you, yeah. really bad at one point. And then, and then I like scooted, I would just scoot like down, you know, like maybe like a couple of miles. I would just mm -hmm. ride around the neighborhood and stuff. And every time I did it, there was like a close call with a car almost hitting yeah. me. Yeah. Because people just don't, people drive like crazy yeah. around here. But versus, they come out of alleyways or like they come mm -hmm, to the stop mm -hmm. sign. They don't even stop at the stop. Mm -hmm. They're like right in that, mm -hmm. in the street essentially. Like I almost got hit countless times yeah so it was like about five months where i was like i really want to do this and i love it i want to ride around and be free and fucking zoom around town and be a little bit green because i don't have to drive my fucking car around and all the stuff i need in this city is like really centrally located for me to be able to do that but and then it got super dangerous and i was like well fuck i'm gonna fucking die on this thing and then i just gave up on it but when you think about it as compared to like when we birded around in austin no that part of fun. me was freaking out. I was saying the streets are wide as fuck. There's so much space and totally designated bike lane. There aren't like fucked up things on the sidewalk that you're yeah. going to hit. Like it felt like great. Fine. All of Texas, I'm sure, is a great place. to Austin especially bird in. is really, um, really good for bicyclists. And, and it's warm enough in the summer that like it's fucking great. And the same thing with if you're strictly on the west side in your bird. It's not as great as Austin, but it's still fun. It's great. It's still fun, There's still but so it's much like, space. It's still kind of dangerous in the way, on the west. Well, it's side. more dangerous than our example of Austin yeah. for sure. Austin but... was like there were just so many like bridges and mm -hmm. cool neighborhoods that were just like there was so much room on the street, and, and I like, think they designated bike paths. Yeah, and more of the world I think has areas like Austin that have birds in them. Then, like, I think LA and New York are kind of the standouts. Maybe Chicago. I don't know how Chicago's bike lanes are. What's even like that in sports? Literally nothing. Oh, I Maybe forgot. Maybe motocross Tangent. or something. 
Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Absolutely not. Have you ever been like on the back though? Absolutely not. Or like a scooter? No, sir. None of it. No. It is... I did for a while. I was like, wait, you I... did? No, I was just gonna say oh. what I did was I really wanted a Vespa for a while. Mm-hmm. Like everybody went through their Vespa phase, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think I could get a Vespa? <laughs> Maybe I could get rid of my car and get a Vespa. And These are outside of LA dreams. I know they're like San Francisco dreams. And I shit don't like know that. with those hills. I don't know that vest. I don't think San Francisco. I knew people at that all. rode vis- vis- Vespas and Vespas but in San Francisco. I don't think it's safer in San Francisco than LA for I a don't Vespa. Know. I just think I think like LA, or like the West Side and a little bit like Austin, they're a little bit more uh, open with their like pedestrian like cycling. There's a lot of cycling. I mean, even the Golden Gate Bridge has a fucking. Big cycling yeah, but a bri- a section. Lane, a bridge like that was created with a separate lane because worst case scenario does not work out. I mean, All there's just a lot of like a walk. There's space. just more bike lanes there than there are here. I don't know what that maybe. has to say about Vespas, but I did look into Vespas and was like, man, maybe I should get a Vespa or something. But that's the closest I ever got to some kind of motorcycle experience. Yeah. The thing about all those is they're just too dangerous. They can't be your daily thing. You're putting your risk up too high, I think. Well, at least in big cities like ours. But I have written ridden on the back of motorcycles and Vespas, and I think you would love it. Not yeah, for all the time, I, I'm not... but just for like a temporary, like, oh, let's go on this open road and get to the one place we're going or whatever. It's very free. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to do that ever. Okay. <laughs> I don't, you don't have to. I would need to be like, the only way I would do that is if there was like a stuntman who was like a professional motorcyclist and was like, I've done this for 20 years. I know motors like th- I know how to do it. What about dune buggying? Well, we did that. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to transition. But but notice in the dune buggy situation, which uh, those of you who are like, what? Alana and I went on what? this trip for Sony for Jumanji and we rode around in dune buggies and you'll get to see that real soon and we just in got the all the footage and torrential stuff. Torrential rain. Oh yeah, it was torrential and rain on lightning the, and thunder on the sand. With yes. these like crazy dunes that like dropped like 60 feet or something or like it they were like, "Oh, it's no big deal. You'll be fine." And we got out there and I was like, I'm not a general scaredy cat, but no fucking way is this no big deal. Well, they were talking about how it's like safer when it's raining cuz you can't get stuck. They didn't the say that is... it was safer. They said you won't get stuck as much. I watched them. Mind I heard them their say words. safer. Mm-mm. The they people said you in won't the car on the much. way over said safer, but whatever. Mm-mm. All right, whatever, dog. Whatever, dog. Because you got to listen to the fine print when these people are have ownership in their company about what how they're speaking. They're going to specifically use certain words. But that was like the closest to some kind of high speed motorcycle like. Yeah, thing. and how'd you feel about that? Well, I liked being the driver of it because I was in control of when I could stop it or slow down or go faster or whatever. Yeah. If I was the passenger, I'd be like freaking out. That's right. You, We've talked about this, that I prefer in a scary move, like driving situation to be, I don't know about driving a, a car, but driving like a weird vehicle, I would prefer being a passenger and Steve would prefer being a driver. Well, you told me about when you were in Iceland, you were like driving Oof. in the fog and you were like, you wished you were a passenger. No, I did not wish in that situation. In that situation, I'm glad I was a driver. Car, oh. I'm glad I was a driver. But for something like a motorcycle or some kind of machine that I'm less familiar with, I always prefer to be the passenger because I assume whoever's the driver knows more than I do. And I can just sit and pray that we don't die. <laughs> Frankly. If it's one of those situations, what I mean. Yeah, I'd I'd rather be in control of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally, totally. Because then I then I can control when I want it to stop. So yeah. I can like leave. I get that 100%. But, th- but this thing was like, there wasn't, there was no world where we could have stopped and gotten out and been oh, like, no. we're done. Because we were like locked into this fucking thing and mm-hmm. we were like wearing all this gear. Yep. And I we mean, had to drive far out and there was a massive group of us and there were, it was it just. It was like 25, 30 minutes of just riding fast high speed dune buggies in the torrential rain with like drop you know you're following the leader basically and the person in front of you just disappears over the dune and you're like oh great is that a drop is that a slight incline just like what is that or, yeah. and then the second you get to the peak you're like oh great it's a huge drop and we're and going we're, straight down and and they tell you when you get when you're like on a hill when you're going up to a peak you have you to have speed to, up because otherwise if you go too slow you're gonna get stuck you'll get stuck on the hill up the hill which is apparently rough but also don't go too fast because you'll jump you'll do like a jump over and if you do a jump it's gonna be terrible and your wheels could come off and all these things their video the video was crazy it was like 95 percent of people have a great time (laughs) but five percent hate their lives afterwards they're never the same they literally showed us the bills that five percent of people get oh yeah there was a screenshot these vehicles and how all terrible things happen to them and they get hurt. It was like zooming in on like $700,000 bill, like terrible. I yeah. don't think it was that much, but they're just the, there was an instructional video that they were like, that, that was like an hour long. And they told us, eh, I just watched the first 10 minutes of it or something. And it was just like the most dated VHS, like, so here's weird. what to do. And here's what not to do when you're riding a doom buggy. <laughs> but but yeah, like there were moments where, you know, you're speeding up because you're going up a hill mm-hmm. and then you're like, it's all about timing, right? You want to slow down when you get to like just about the peak so that you don't fucking <laughs> zoom over. But if it's a big fucking drop, I mean, you, you're just all you zooming gotta do is down. Go down. Yeah. Yep. You got to just go with the flow. And we did that a couple of times. It was pretty fucking Steve scary. and I were both just like, <laughs> I actually found the like kind of like vertical. What do they call that? Vertical. I you're trying so there's also imagine like a crater of sand you can go kind of around the edge of the crater yeah, so you're kinda, not on the very tip you but go you're at like an angle you're like sideways tilted going around the edge this sometimes you have to because you're following the leader again and so for some things he'll go straight into some things he'll start curving and you're like what's going to happen on just over the edge it. oh we're curving through a crater and what's happening here and it's just all these different ways and you liked those? No, I didn't like. Oh, those. I didn't like the those ones where either. You could go on the side and it almost like could flip you over because yeah. you were like Cause of, so angled. Yes, it was like not okay. I didn't like that. Mm-mm. But the the dune buggies are actually so heavy that what that if you counterbalance a little bit, like I mean, if you th- lean into the turn a little, like you'd probably be okay. But there are well, ways yeah, I'm we sure were okay. to knock knock yourself over and fall out of the damn thing. Hundred percent. But uh, but it was really cool and fun, and there and you guys will see the footage of us doing that soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we had a really good time doing that. <laughs> um, all right, well we're we're coming close to an hour here, and oh, uh, we didn't get through nearly all the topics uh, suggestions in the in the uh, Patreon post. But uh, but I hope you guys were entertained by Alana and I just kind of like shooting the shit about our lives, shitting the shoot, <laughs> hiding the raisin. Hiding the reason about our lives. Yeah. Alana, is there anything anything else you want to talk about? (sighs) Alana and I have been watching the extended editions of The Hobbit, and we just finished The Desolation of Smaug. Which is number two, if you're like me, and uncertain of. Yeah, you never saw it. 
No, because I saw the first one in theaters and I didn't like it and I said, fuck this shit and I did not watch the other two. And I'm just being honest with you. I'm not saying I'm proud of that, but that's how I felt. I think so far, having seen the second one, the first one is definitely worse than the second okay. one by most a lot. People, most people have some pretty awful things to say about the Hobbit movies. But once you get most through people the first didn't one, enjoy them, it seems like. the second one was great. I loved the second one. And I'm, Lord of the Rings is slow, but great. Slow just meaning it's a lot for one story. It's it's like we watch the extended too, so it's like three hours times three movies. I mean, I love Martin Freeman, and I love Ian McKellen as Gandalf. And He's I so could good. watch Gandalf and Martin Freeman do shit yeah, for th- three or four hours. Is, easy. How often is it just them? Uh, the dwarves are cool too. There's some that's of them how that I like, feel about the dwarves. The dwarves, the dwarves are, cool. are cool too. No, like, they're totally cool. I don't have. There's one dwarf that I have some understanding of personality from, and the others are all just like bricks they're, in a wall. Because there's like twelve of them. Yeah, but like, okay, so give me like you know direct in a way where each one of them has a little trait that you start to pick up and see notices of. I've at this point we're watching extended editions. At this point, I've seen six hours of those dwarves and i still can barely tell them apart outside of obviously they have different there's like three of them that are like pretty boring not great exactly and i'm like are they just gonna die or you know give me a little bit more they're the only things that we're repeatedly seeing it's them and it's fighting and like beautiful scenery so give me some more personality here's what i have to say it's incredibly difficult to take a book like the hobbit sure and turn that into an epic three-part fucking dramatic action series yeah i'm not i'm not meaning to overall shit on it i'm just nitpicking in the book of the hobbit the dwarves are all unique in their own ways but you don't really care about every single one of them because there's so many of them i don't need to care about them i just want them to be holding on to those traits you care about them as a unit you care about them as like a fellowship together but like you saw how in this third one no it's not a spoiler second one it's not a spoiler part of them split up with each other for a bit of time the whole movie That's not a spoiler. <laughs> i i when we when we're focused on just one of the storylines of like one of the groups and not the other i completely forgot the other group existed in a bad way we're like i should care more you that mean the, the ones with the sick on. one in the home yeah. and stuff yeah i didn't even remember well, that they because... were happening because i was like great there are less people to focus on i mean look when i I love the original Star Wars movies to kind of offshoot a little bit. Okay. And Return of the Jedi does this thing where it cuts back and forth between all these different groups of rebels that are like doing things to try yeah, to yeah, like yeah. win. Mm-hmm. And to me, every time it cut back to like Han and Leia on Endor, like doing all their like mushy stuff and like mm-hmm. shooting the stormtroopers and stuff, I was like, let's get back to the space battles <laughs> and let's get back to the like. I would have probably been the opposite. Yeah, but now now I appreciate all of it equally, but I could totally understand from a viewpoint of like not really caring too much about the series and not being a huge fan of Lord of the Rings or whatever. I love beautiful scenery and I love fantasy and magic and stuff. You got a stuff. lot of that in these. And I'm get those are the things I'm getting from this, but what I didn't get in the first one at least was like any females whatsoever from the and, first one, yeah. Yes, and I didn't get any I, I, I'm I just going to say something really kind of out there that is basically what I've already said. I don't think there's a huge amount of, in the movies, visual character development of the people who aren't the top four We're main characters. Up. We're breaking up right now. 
I'm We're sure, breaking up on the Valley cast. Listen, I'm sure the books have plenty of character development. Books are great at that. But I just think in the films, there was so much focus on the CG villains that are happening. There wasn't a lot of focus on keeping like classic directing. The Hobbit is a short small character traits book. that can be consistent. The Hobbit is a short book. And there's then really... why is it three three hour long movies? I'll tell you why. It's okay. one word. Money. Ah, you're right. Okay. And Peter Jackson really didn't want to do three movies, but the studio was really pushing him about it. He should have done two. I think it could have been one. Oh, really? I really do. I like the second one, though. But here's the thing. The Hobbit book doesn't have three, four-hour movie fucking 16 hours or 12 hours of Mm -hmm. fucking story. No way, dude. It's a kid's book. And there's not much fucking character development in kids' books. There just aren't. There's like a. I don't know. I feel like there's maybe a hero's the journey. There's a, a, a an unsuspecting, you know, hero that goes and does a thing and saves the day, and then there's sure. a happy ending. But you know, there's it's usually like, like, you know, the trait they give the side characters in a kids' book. Like the one guy is like. Well, they do the, that. The, like, They've got fat the fat one. one in the movie. But they just, they like mention his weight maybe twice and that's it. It's not, it doesn't even become, like you can turn because that it, into something. about he, that? But no, if it was. I remember when he did that really cool thing on the barrels and he rolled around and. and yeah, like, that was the one. That was the, the two, fat guy One thing. of the two times that he did something. Mm-hmm. He broke a ref, table. That, like, that was pretty character. Personalized him. Defining stuff. <laughs> All of them have been breaking tables. <laughs> Listen, the point I'm trying to make is, is that. In a children's book, you're not going to get depth from 12 fucking different dwarves. You're not going to get character oh, depth really? from 12 different Hello? dwarves. Hello, how about how about Snow White, bro? That's depth from 12 dwarves. I mean, because dwarves. they're literally called what they are. <laughs> no, but they act like it. If you call the like dwarves it, what they are. If you were to watch the movie, I know it's a kid's movie, but I'm using this for argument's sake, and the, they weren't called by those names. There's also seven dwarves, and there's 12. Well, whatever. Dwarves. If their names were like... You know, Joe and Raggy and <laughs> Raggy. <laughs> Raggy's, Raggy's my favorite dwarf. And Skin Monster. And you know, if Skin those were their names. Skin Monster. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know what came to That's my head. That's the best you could come up with? Sk- Raggy. Raggy's very good. Okay. If they had different names, but they. Baggage. They, if you watch them, the, even though it's an animated movie, throughout the movie, they're all always super embodying their character traits, even though they're super simple because it's a kid's story. You can do that in an adult way and have characters, and that's good direction. Have characters like continue to embody the traits of their fun character. Deaf things. Like, well, he does hold his like <laughs> deaf ear thing out. But that's all he does. But like, we don't show him. He's never like, like if he honestly think about if I was like going to direct this. I'm not to say I'm anywhere near a feature film length director, but if he was going to be like character character development really matters to me in filmmaking. It just does. It's how I. It's how I get into a story, right? So let's say the deaf guy, him being deaf, I would make sure that he was always kind of like leaning in when they were having conversations or... If you look in the background, he he totally is. No, he's not. This is exactly my argument. You never see him do that? Or I'd make sure... And I'd make sure he's like sitting at the front or once someone starts talking, he like weasels his way in closer and the other ones knowing that he's deaf would be encouraging of that. Like simple little things that aren't necessarily... I think there's plenty of ...conscious to the audience that, that help you to see why which character's which and the mannerisms different between them so they don't all kind of do their hands when they're walking the same way like develop little differences it's like you know how to make them be individual unique individuals even though they're dwarves they can all be slightly different 
I just want you all to know that the reason why Alana <laughs> sounds quieter. Oh, I'm sorry. Is because she's because you so sound, far away from the mic. I sound so much louder than you in my ears is why. But I'm looking at the levels. Okay, baby. I'll stay up great. here. Um, I think that I, I... I'm not shitting on the movies a whole, no, no, but totally. that's what I would I, ask for more I actually more disagree of. about the details like that. I think that... Something I, I mean, I've seen these movies many times and sure. something I know, I notice something new every single time because there is 12 fucking dwarves and you could watch one of them at any given time and they're doing something. And Everyone's always doing something. Some and I of think them. The deaf guy. He's is, de- is not a great one. He's definitely doing that. What he's, you're asking he's holding for? like a one of those old school like a horn horns to his ear. Like is a metal what he does horn. That we're talking yeah. about. But but he's totally doing what you're asking. You you'd think you'd wish that he'd no, done. No, he just he just 100%, occasionally he's no. Like he occasionally holds that. that thing up to his ear and it's half crushed already because somebody crushed Someone it. Someone crushed and it. And he yeah. doesn't even face the horn in the direction of who's talking. Well, that's so, the joke. The joke is, is that I don't it's think closed it's still a joke. It he just looks like he's not acting well when he does that. It looks like he's just holding it up because he was told to hold it up. Eh, I'm I don't telling think that's you, fair. it's little things like that. Fair. Let's get the actor on the line and ask him what he <laughs> thinks think, about that. About I, what you just said. Well, I think the reason things like that can be hard in a movie like this, and maybe I'm totally speculating, is because so much is that's going on as CG and is not physically in frame with you that it's hard to kind of be reacting in your character to everything sure. going around in subtle ways. I actually was impressed with the lack of or the the. Because there's a lot of CG with like the bad guys and stuff, but mm-hmm. there's so much practical stuff in this, just like in the original. Mm-hmm. In the and Lord I'm of the Rings. very impressed by their use of CG as like, it feels like a third of the movie is CG. The worst CG is like in the fully CG um, goblins. Well, there's stuff, two the things we're talking about. It, the goblins were cool, actually. It's the orcs that I have. Sure. We're talking about if the CG itself, like the art of it, the craft of it looks good, like if it looks like it's really a part of the scene or not. And then we're talking about how the actors and the film interact with the CG because those are the two struggles with CG central, right? Sure. And when I say interact with, it's like when you see someone looking at a CG creature and their eyeline is off or something mm. like that's poor interaction. Most people don't really CG. notice that. But yeah, you're but right. you know, yeah. if they're, li- I think that's a pretty good description. You can get the idea. And I think in these films, the CG, the way the CG and the real shit and people interact with each other is impeccable. I. I don't oh, know yeah. somebody in 2012 or whatever who did it anywhere near that well. Well, and the, very good. The the um, uh, what do I want to say? Like the depth perception. Like what's the what's the trick? The camera trickery they do with oh, like sizes, like yeah, how the, the dwarves are trickery. smaller and can't stuff. Can't think of it either. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a name for it. But uh, yeah, the shit. those effects, like all that, in look camera really effects? cool. Anyway, and some of those are CG also and green screen and stuff. But sure. I think I think they. I mean, when you watch Lord of the Rings, some of that is like real bad. Mm-hmm. The sizes. Well, and stuff. I think okay. the consistency is really off a lot of the times. That's true. But uh, but in this, it's like it's so good you don't even notice it. You're like these are just small actors that are on set with <laughs> all these big people. Yeah, and in watching it, in watching something that came out in I think it was 2010, 2012. Now there are moments where the CG like visually as in a, as an art how it looks to be real or not doesn't look that real but most of the time it does look quite real it's impressive for the for it not for you know how many years have passed well i know everyone's really sad we're going to stop talking about the hobbit now in <laughs> this podcast <laughs> but sorry. it's time to end the podcast um alana thank you so much for for joining me on this quarantine cabin fever edition corn podcast this corny podcast the valley cast um 
with just me and Alana talking about our lives and shit. I'm sorry we got I got so serious quite a few no, times. No, that's okay. Well, I don't know I if mean, I'm sorry, but I I only nah, realized dude, afterward don't be sorry. to make light. Um I love it. I loved it. I had a great time. Oh, thanks. And I appreciate you as a person. I appreciate as you. As a human being. I'm glad you were here to help and be a part of this and make this work. And, and I'm glad that all of you listening to this, uh, hopefully, well, I'm glad I'm glad you hopefully enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it is really what I'm trying to say. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Sorry, hiccups scare me. Should we smile for them right before we sign off? Yeah, we'll do that last. But okay. first, tell people where they can find you and shit. Oh, you can find me at Love Alana Chan, L-O-V-E-A-L-A-N-A-C-H-A-N on Twitter, Instagram, any of the bobies. All those bobies. All the social bobies. Um, Alana will be joining me on my Animal Crossing stream, I'm sure, whether she likes it or not. And probably on our movie watching thing, too, with Anthony Carboni, which happens on Tuesdays at uh, twitch.tv slash Anthony Carboni. And uh, let's see, anything else here? Thank you to our patrons. Thank you. Always. You guys are our rock. And roll. You guys are, you guys help us in so many ways. We hope you realize that. And I want to thank you to people that just listen to the podcast, too. Thank you for listening. And, um, you know, if you're feeling inclined, if you feel compelled, maybe you're not a patron, but you want to help in some way and you, you can't really help in that way. You can go to iTunes where the Valley cast is and Ooh. write a review and rate the podcast. Give it a rating. And I won't tell you what to give it. You just give it what you want to give it. But it really helps a lot when you rate it and when you leave a little review and let people know what you think of the podcast because, you know, it gets us up on those lists and that's always a fun thing. Um, let's see. Anybody else? I want to thank Joe. I want to thank Elliot. I want to thank Kevin. I want to thank Kate. I hope everybody's doing well. And the next episode should either be Joe and Heather or maybe Elliot and Grace. But we'll, we'll see what that is. And I don't want to make any promises, but that's the idea here. But anyway... Thank you all for listening. Alana, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Anything else you want to leave anybody with? I hope that you guys listened to this and had a great time. I don't know, cleaning your house or cooking up a food or... Cooking a buffoon. Driving to a food, but staying safe. You know, whatever thing you did while you listened, I hope it was great. Okay, so, Alana, let's end this podcast with, with, a, smile. with a smile. Are you ready? Get really close to that mic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, I can hear all those sounds. Okay, ready? Here comes a smile from Alana and I. One, two, 